0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Yes, we are back. I'm sorry for the long break. Um, It is Friday, July 30th, 2021, 7.45 a.m. This will most likely be my only podcast before I go on vacation, which is Monday, August 2nd, and then I'll be gone till August 9th. Um there might be a podcast. I I really can't guarantee it. Um because I mean I I vacation, I mean I'm probably I probably won't have one but but um well don't expect one, but if you see one don't be surprised. Um But anyways, this episode um will be about we're going to talk about the first few picks of the NBA draft, um what I think that they're good at, like, just like almost like a little bit of a profile for them. And then maybe a couple of surprises or something, someone specifically I want to talk about. But that's what this episode's going to be about. Hope you enjoy it. Sorry for the 10-day absence. It's really, if you think about it, it's not terribly long, but it's kind of long for me because longest I've ever done is like five or six days. Um, but enjoy this episode, NBA draft, uh, first round. Recap, I, I don't know about the whole thing, but enjoy this episode, um, NBA First Round. So the first pick, obviously, Cade Cunningham. We knew it before the draft even happened. Um, obviously, been projected number one, ever, even during the season, and ever since he declared for the draft. Um, uh, ever since he declared for the draft, and the Pistons said a couple of hours before, maybe three—I don't know exactly how much—but like sometime before the draft, um, he the the, the Pistons said, "Yeah, this this is going to be our guy this year. Position rank one, overall rank one, obviously." Um, now, what what really could put him well in into the NBA is he has great size almost a big point well not almost he is a big point guard six 220 pounds and a wingspan that is larger than seven feet um he can he can he can do it all he can he can shoot the three and with his size getting guarded by by other point guards around basketball that sometimes they're when you get he'll get put up against like smaller guards and um and he can just back him down, get an easy layup, get an easy jumper, um something something that um something that, that can be really helpful at the next level. Um something that he can initially use um as he gets used to the NBA. Obviously bigger players in the NBA, but but um those the only there's a couple of improvement areas though. Um he he can he he's he kind of relies on his size a little bit too much at times. I feel like, and from watching him at times, I think I talked about it a couple of times in his first round, uh, or in, in the in, when I was talking about the NCAA tournament a few months ago, um, that he I don't know he, he's definitely a selfless basketball player, but I don't know exactly what it is or, or like maybe it's because he he tries to do too much for his teammates maybe. He he tries to force things at times, which is very possible. But he's gonna need to cut down on the turnovers a little bit at the next level, because because you're playing against bigger players, uh, more experienced players, older players. You um, you 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 can't have um, that many turnovers because at at the next level in the NBA. Teams and players were able to execute off of your turnovers at a higher level um, than than at the college level, and so that that's that's my main thing that he's really going to need to cut down on. Um, going into the next level. Um, but but other than that, he he's going to be probably a very good playmaker, and I would not be surprised to see him possibly as a starter from day one. And if not, he'll get some pretty good minutes off the bench as a rookie. Um, but I, I think, I think he he's gonna be he, he's gonna do very very well going to the next level. He's got size, obviously, very very good skill, and he should he should really be able to help a a team that's really kind of in the toilet. I mean, Jeremy Grant obviously took a big step, but other than that, he might have to to be another guy there they could expect big things um so our second pick is Jalen Green um sorry uh he he is 66 uh 186 uh coming out of G- the G League Ignite one of those players 19 years old Ranked one of the one of the best shooting guards in my opinion, and, and a lot of people's opinions. Uh, second, one of the top players in the draft. Um, so a little bit about him, though. Um, the one of the things. So he there's only there's not too many things in my opinion that he needs to absolutely fix. But the only there's a couple of problems from what I've seen with him is that he he. Calls a lot of ISOs and and does a lot of pull ups, which can work sometimes, not work other times. Um, and if and if you're the Rockets and you're and you need another consistent guy, you're gonna need to maybe fix that a little bit or, or rework some plays around him that that can help him be more consistent or set up other players that would like get him involved, but in improved ways. Um and 186 isn't terribly huge um 65 uh kind of lean um which is another thing that that he's going to have to improve on um going into the NBA probably put on some more muscle put on some more uh weight with with muscle in there um and so those those are the two things that I really think that the Rockets are probably gonna work on first with him after he gets all up signed contract signed into the organization um but but he he he's can he's a very good finisher at the rim um and and great creativity and and uh he he is very very good touch and that's something in the NBA it, as a as a uh Coach that, or GM, or organization that you can really like to see from a player because uh, because it's it's you can't really you can't really teach touch um you can you can kind of help I guess with it but like you can't really be like this is how you do touch um and so it kind of comes naturally and if and if you you can get a player who who can who already knows how to do that um is can be really really helpful especially. A guy who can already score very, very well. Um, just just they're just gonna need to improve on a couple of things on the offensive end, um, and put on a little bit of bustle, but a very, very good player and another player that I would not be surprised to have very high minutes for a not as good team at the moment and or or strong roll off the bench. But uh, Jalen Green is your second pick in the draft. So the third pick here was evan mobley um someone who is projected in my book and many people's book as a as the best center in this class um yeah, so what really i think can be so so one of his main strengths two two main strengths actually is for a big man he can he can shoot the ball at a very solid, very solid level, um, for a guy of that size, seven feet tall, um, and and not only he can do it on both ends of the floor, you got offense and defense from him. He's got that seven four wingspan. He rotates well. He he can, he can catch lobs. He can um, finish. He can he can he can uh, be a have be very well on the offensive glass. Um he can block shots he can he can uh defend guards um just just he can kind of do a little bit of everything you need him to do very can be a very tenacious shot blocker very tenacious rebounder um um and step out and shoot some shots at times if you need him to shoot the 3 actually as well um and just one of your m- modern big men um and the, but really what the main uh main problem for him will be initially in the NBA until he he gets um a little bit bigger is he, he, he can't really be a very physical rebounder at this exact moment stronger and bigger bigs um are gonna stronger and bigger bigs are gonna easily body him on on the on the rebound be on rebounds and and that's one thing that he's gonna have to improve on because as a seven foot tall big man you're gonna you're gonna need to be able to rebound because you're gonna be playing on that low block really all the time obviously and and if you you he's, he's just gonna need to improve a little bit on his rebounding um but but anyways I love this pick um who's the third pick again was that Cavaliers. I should have like some sort of a brain fart or something. Um but but I really like this pick for the Cavaliers. Also because especially should Jared Allen become a free agent and not accept that qualifying offer, um, he could really come straight in and be a starting player. And that's what you kinda like what you like to see, uh like Every single year you got the some of the teams on the lower end of the bar and you got the best players being drafted, obviously, to those teams because, obviously, the better you are, the higher you get drafted. If you follow sports, you know that's, that's exactly how it works. Um, but uh, you, 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 you like to see it because you, you can almost know right away as a fan, as the fan of that team, just as an NBA fan or as part of that organization, you can know right away where this pl- where your where your rookie your new draftee is going to fit in because you know exactly where they're going to fit in because you, you they're you, you 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 drafted them you need that player and obviously the team's not being as good they they're going to get a lot of minutes right away right off the bat and and kind of gives you road for the future will we keep this guy will we trade him do we like him what can he do well what does he need to improve on his first few years would we want to keep him um, could he develop into our best player franchise player that we could offer a max extension to make sure he stays around in the coming years um, but that's that's kind of that that that's kind of part as if I were part of an organization that's that's something that you that you uh, would want to make sure you got a grip on. And I'm sure that a lot of organizations do the exact same thing. Um, but, but yeah, it's just something that I I enjoy watching the top players getting minutes right away coming straight from college to the NBA um, because they're needed right away. Um, but, anyways, moving on. Those are my top three draft profiles. Um, and so now there's a few trades that that just I'm going to update you on them. So one of them is Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um you knew that that a trade could possibly be in the works there. It had been rumored a little bit. Um and it has happened. So Max Scherzer, geez, just now think about that. Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer all on the same team. This this, this that bullpen's going to be really hard to uh uh account for going into the postseason. Um but anyway, so Max Scherzer and Trey Turner go over to the Dodgers and then the Nationals get in return. Uh catcher Kiebert Ruiz, uh pitcher Josiah Gray, outfielder Donovan Casey and pitcher Gerardo Carrillo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um but but now imagine 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 that outfield a little bit. Or not outfield that, that bullpen a little bit. Uh, Kershaw and Scherzer just trading games throughout the playoffs. Um, that, uh, has a battery going up against that team in the series. You, you gotta be a little bit nervous. Um, but anyways, so another, so the second trade that we're going to talk about. So the second one is Joey Gallo is sent to, um, sent to the Yankees. And you probably didn't notice cause there's been no MLB on this podcast before. I am a Rangers fan. My, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how much of a position I have here for this trade. But so it's Joey Gallo and, and, uh, pitcher Jolie Rodri- Rodriguez, um, and the Rangers get back four prospects, um, uh, Triple A right-hander um, and single A infielders, um, and but at, at this point, as a Rangers fan, I mean, I said it to my friend too, who's a Yankees fan. Um, he was telling me about it, like like he 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 saw it first before I did the trade happening, and he's like it's like guess guess who guess who the the who's getting Joey Gallo? Like he's all excited for it, and and I was like, oh no, who? He's like the Yankees. I was like. Okay, um and as a Rangers fan, it almost gets to the point the Rangers have not been good since like 2013. What was that? 2013, 2012 when they made that World Series and really just choked it all away. Um and it's al- it almost seems at this point that they're doing Joey Gallo a favor obviously their best player, two-time All-Star, um uh home run machine um and they're just letting him, uh, take his talents elsewhere to a win, a team that wins a little bit more than the Rangers do. And I can be completely honest about that because I know the Rangers are not very good right out down at this moment. I know that they're dumping players, uh, trying trying to just they're still in re- they've been in rebuild mode for like three years, um, since like, since like 2015 when we when we, I don't know did the masters, they're kind of. Choked that one against the Cardinals, and then they uh, up 2-0 against the Blue Jays in 2015. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I hope, I mean, their starting pitcher also is like 5-5 five five on the year. Um, I just hope that that the pitcher, the Vandy pitcher that they drafted, um, gets the job done for him. But anyways, so, yeah, the Yankees get Joey Gallo. Also, I think they acquired Anthony Rizzo. Uh put them along tie alongside Stanton and judge yeah it's, yeah I know that I know that the record is like barely over 500 right now um but but yeah, um yeah they're 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 turning into an even even scarier team by the minute um but but yeah so our final trade now so the Lakers the final one we're talking about the Lakers trade. Uh well the Wizards trade Russell Westbrook twenty twenty four second round pick twenty twenty eight second round pick to the Lakers for Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell, and the twenty second pick yesterday, um, uh from yesterday's draft um and who knows how much this is gonna work out you know I mean that. If it works out, that that team is a super team. How do they have the cap room for that? Because um, because yeah, but but I, I I like it. I mean, Bradley Beal has now said that he's not he doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, he's trying to make it work with with the Wizards. Um, but but so so now you got Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis all in the same team. In the West, so now you got your Nets of the Western Conference. I feel like, and so it's gonna be. I I mean, it's at this point in, until unless other things happen. I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of hard if they both if both sides stay healthy the whole season. I kind of find it hard to not to not see. I kind of find it hard to not see Nets versus Lakers in the NBA Finals, right? I mean, am, am I am I wrong to possibly think that? Um but so Russell Westbrook is now a Laker and something that is really like a 50-50 shot to work out because I don't know how much LeBron and Russell Westbrook will mesh together, but if it works out, uh, everyone's going to need to watch out. But but anyways, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fast Break Sports. Um, I'm sorry for the 10-day absence, no podcast, August 2nd through 9th. And I'll talk to you next time on the show.